0: A recurring complaint of municipalities when state policymakers are determining how much aid to send to local governments each year is the lack of revenue elected officials around the state receive from tax-exempt properties. The issue is particularly acute in cities like Albany, which is home to many state office buildings and campuses. Legislation kicking around Albany would acknowledge this dynamic, and to discuss the measure, we're joined by Peter Baines, Executive Director of the New York Conference of Mayors. Welcome back to the show, Peter. Thanks, David. So, well, I mentioned the plight of cities like Albany our capital, but can you elaborate on the financial challenges caused by tax-exempt properties across the state and how they will pop up?
1: Yeah, I mean, first you have to under not to get too wonky on taxes, but you have to understand how property taxes work different than other taxes. Um, with property taxes, it's a zero-sum game, that is... A municipality levies a certain amount of taxes. They need to, property taxes. They need to raise that is divided among all the taxable properties in the municipality. So, if one property goes exempt, their share of that tax levy has to be picked up by all the other taxable property owners. So it's not like a income tax exemption for you or me. That doesn't really affect the next person. But with property taxes, it does. So. That's why it's it's a concern. Cities historically, logically, tend to be home to more tax-exempt properties than other municipalities because cities are kind of the service center of their regions. So hospitals are there, churches are there, group homes are there, the types of properties that are tax-exempt. So cities, I think the average in cities is about a third the property being tax exempt, the rest of the municipalities, it's more like 15 to 20%. So this is an acute problem in cities. You've mentioned Albany, they, they're near the top of the list in terms of the percentage there. I think it's over 50% in Albany.
0: And is this a new phenomenon? Municipalities having to deal with tax exempt property are more and more buildings and properties qualifying as tax-exempt, or is this something that uh, municipal leaders have been struggling with for decades?
1: Yeah, it's really been around forever. The legislature, every year, will look at small tax exemptions, expanding them, but that has become less and less of a problem. It's really the state-owned property, it's the churches and the hospitals. Those are the biggest tax-exempt properties that shift whose burden of paying property taxes has shifted to everybody else we're not saying those entities should be paying taxes but you know you've heard me make the argument year in and year out about we need an increase in uh, what's called aim funding that goes to cities it used to be called revenue sharing and the old revenue sharing formula had a factor in there that took into account the level of tax-exempt property in a municipality that has gone away and what we've said is in trying to get increases in AIM funding is let's put a, a new factor in there that gives more aid to municipalities that have a higher level of tax-exempt property, which is essentially what's being proposed in the bill uh, that that you were talking to me about earlier.
0: Yeah, this bill, would this simply uh, adjust the AIM formula or would this create a new revenue stream for municipalities that have a disproportionate share of tax-exempt property?
1: It really would just create a new program, a lump appropriation, which isn't specified in the bill. It would have to be done in the budget. But whatever that amount is that would be appropriated would be divided up among the municipalities that have at least 35% of their property values exempt and off the tax rolls. Again, what we've said is let's let's incorporate this into a program that already exists, the the AIM program and recognize what goes on uh in these cities and the high level of taxes and property another thing that it hasn't happened of late but historically over time individual municipalities have been able to get bills through the legislature saying that state owned property in their municipality does have to pay taxes hmm. You know if a, if a municipality uh, had a, a powerful legislator, they could get that bill through. That practice is stopped uh, over time, even though there are still municipalities that have that have that tax break. We think there needs to be a more comprehensive approach to it. Our cities serve an important role beyond their city boundaries, so let the state should be supporting, The role that cities play to their regions. And one way to do that would be to provide aid to offset the tax-exempt property.
0: And does that threshold of having at least 35% of their real property exempt from taxation make sense to you? Or or should it be the entire spectrum of properties that might be exempted and you just might get a lot less of a a boost if only 5% of your property is tax-exempt?
1: That's kind of an arbitrary number, 35%, even though, as I said earlier, it's about the average in a city of tax-exempt property. But whether it's 20%, 50%, the amount of exempt property in a municipality, it's a burden. So I I think it should be part of an aid formula, again, part of the AIM formula, that some of the money that goes to each municipality is driven by the degree to which they have tax-exempt property. That just would be a smart policy, would would help property taxpayers – and would help support the services that municipalities provide.
0: You mentioned sort of the piecemeal solution that lawmakers have leaned on in the past. Uh, I'm old enough to remember when Albany Mayor Kathy Sheehan began coming to uh, the Capitol and begging for some sort of Albany-specific fund, and I think she was targeting like $12 million as the recurring amount of money that they were looking for, and she's been successful in basically making that a recurring source of funding for the city of Albany, have other municipalities across the state had similar success, or or is the capital city unique there?
1: I I think Albany is unique in in that regard, but also they're unique in that they have so much state-owned property within their boundaries. But there are, there are certainly Albany deserves what they're getting, but there are a lot of other cities and municipalities that uh, have this excessive tax-exempt burden that, that, again, is picked up by the other property taxpayers within the municipality. So we think the state should take a comprehensive approach to this.
0: This bill that we're talking about has been kicking around Albany for more than a decade, and the hard fact right now as we talk in the waning days of legislative session is that it's not going to get through the legislature before the end of the session. So when you think about making this part of the conversation in, say, next year's budget, how do you do that? How do you sell people on this uh, idea uh, that they need to make some sort of accommodations for municipalities hosting so much tax-exempt property? Because so far, it seems like it's ringing on deaf ears.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's difficult. You need to be able to successfully make the argument that this type of aid would actually be beneficial to the taxable property owners in every municipality. If you could show that this money from the state would help lower taxes for, like in Albany, say Albany's 50% exempt, the other 50% are picking up 100% of the load. If you could show that there there's going to be a reduction in their tax burden, I think that's key.
0: Is that your expectation, though? Is your expectation that municipal leaders would decrease taxes if they got the state increase, or would they then just find new things to fund with this uh, additional state revenue? Well,
1: you know, it depends on how the bill would be written. But I do think, you know, municipalities, whether they like it or not, they have a property tax cap. Yes, they can override it, but it's become the political standard for every local official in the state. So I think at a minimum they're going to it would allow them to make sure they stay under the tax cap you know so it it's, it 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 needs to be addressed it's also difficult politically on this issue because well th- this is a better approach than other ways we've tried to address this is requiring tax exempt properties to pay like a service fee to a municipality that is very unpopular cuz that would involve churches the state government itself having to make Basically, a payment in lieu of taxes. So that approach, I don't think will ever work. But it's this kind of approach, where the state, they should be funding local governments anyway. They do to a certain degree, but it's they're underfunding local governments. Let's use this this tax exempt problem that's putting a burden on your average. Property owner in New York, and again, it's it's about affordability these days in New York. So let, one way to make it more affordable is to relieve this this shifting of taxes because of tax-exempt property. You know that I think that would be you know great way to show that the state cares about that the property tax burden on on the average homeowner in New York, because
0: so much of the power that the democratic majorities in the legislature have is rooted in New York City, where the property taxes might not necessarily make up a significant source of revenue for the New York City government. Does that create a problem for you because those lawmakers
1: might just not care about something like this? I I do think it makes it more of a challenge for us to win on any property tax relief type argument because, as you said, the property tax revenue stream to New York City is just not as critical as it is to other local governments because New York City has an income tax uh, and they they have other, other forms of taxation. And that's also our challenge with the AIM program, which, again, is state aid for local governments. New York City does not receive any of it. So there's a good chunk of the legislature, state legislature, that when we go to talk to them about AIM, their response is, well, let's first get New York City back in the program. Then we can talk about increasing it for everybody else. New York City is a member of ours. We think they should be getting the funding, but it it just politically complicates the, the issue in trying to get an increase in AIM funding when you have so many state legislators that currently don't see any benefit from it.
0: Well, finally, what do you think about just moving away from utilizing property taxes as a key source of funding for municipal governments? Should there be other revenue streams considered in lieu of property taxes, like some sort of progressive income tax on the local level? Or are you happy with property taxes being the funding mechanism and trying to figure out a way to address problems like the tax-exempt issue when they arrive?
1: Yeah, there's really no good local revenue stream for local governments in terms of its progressivity, you know, the sales tax is regressive. The property tax is regressive. That is, it doesn't take into account somebody's uh, income making capacity. So the flip side on the property taxes, it's very predictable. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why I don't see it going away. I I don't think there's a really good alternative uh, for a predictable, locally controlled source of revenue other than the property tax even though some municipalities have come to the state for hotel motel taxes some have come for an income taxes so i think each municipality has to look at whether they want another revenue stream and and to and to approach their legislators on a home rule basis for that
0: well we've been speaking with peter baines he's the executive director of the new york conference of mayors peter thanks so much for visiting us in the
1: studio great to see you david